So my name is Joe Vera Jr. Uh, I am the owner of uh, American Construction and also Four Brothers Construction. They, uh, they both play a key part, hand-in-hand uh, hand together. Uh, one does custom home builds. The other one is more of a remodeling company. Um, and uh, I've been around for almost uh, 14 years, uh, and I'm proud to say that uh, we've been putting out some phenomenal work out here in the Waco area. Uh, we love the growth that Waco has. Uh, we've been seeing it from the very beginning. 14 years ago, Waco looked nothing like this. And so, uh, you know, just to, just to be part of that growth and be part of what uh, Waco has become since then, it's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, uh, it's a great feeling. One of my biggest things is uh, loving to make something that somebody can envision. I love to make it a reality. That's, that's, awesome. that's, that's one of my biggest key factors. I have noticed, and I love your logo because uh, you say we build dream homes or something. Yes, building dream homes, Which, yeah. You know, uh, I encourage people to work towards their dreams. So if you have a house, you want to dream, feel that is your dream, make sure you contact this man because he makes sure that he makes it happen. By the way, a lady just made you a snack after, yep. what was it? So they were, uh, they were pecans coated in like uh, brown sugar and uh, it, it, it was actually, that, that she's made dishes like that maybe about four or five times. She's loved everything we've done in her house. We've completely, so her, she had a, uh, she had like this weird Italian theme going on in the house and she hated it because it was like there were there were themes of everything everywhere and it was it was just really out of whack. So we completely just rehabbed her whole home. Um, she bought it about six months ago. Uh, we started about four months ago and just been kind of working with them ever since. That's awesome. 
and you know uh, helping them get through the the uh, all the all, all the whole obstacle of just buying a house and then when you buy it you know you normally buy a house because oh that's going to be your dream home that's your that's your house you want to stay in or have dreams to stay in for about 10 years she uh she definitely put all her key factors in there she she uh she made it she made it a in, instead of it just being a house she made it a home for her family that's awesome yeah that's awesome that's, sounds like a very satisfying job oh yeah yeah that's just awesome. just to see the joy in their eyes is really what i <laughs> is what i do it for uh, not necessarily the money we need to start you with another reality show so others not just one and down yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right joe question number three first dream ever uh, well, I gotta say it's uh, it's owning my business. Uh, see, when I started off, a lot of people they like to say that, you know, uh, my father was ex very successful at one uh, here in Waco, and um, and you know I had a kickstart from that, which is far from reality. When I left my father, I probably had about a good two three hundred dollars in my pocket because we had a big falling out. I was really rebellious when I was younger. Um, so graduating was really a big challenge for me as well. Um, and from that, the day I graduated, I put in my mind that I was going to go out and start a DBA and, and get my business going. So America Construction became alive at that time. It's always been on its own. And, um, and I got to say that was my biggest accomplishment. Uh, just just kind of leaving the world behind and, and, and moving forward in what I think my future should be. Yeah. That's wonderful. It's always very good to kind of stop being a little kid that we were. Well, I think everybody was rebellious. Anybody that says they were not rebellious, yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's awesome. And, and really, to be honest, uh, you know, I've had that a passion ever since. I remember taking the football team and uh, putting them all in my in my in my. Uh, F-250 and, and you know from lunch we would go back to school and from school we'll jump in my truck well we'll go to we'll go practice first jump in my truck and then go and start tearing off roofs left and right you know it was uh, I got customers still to this day that uh, they call me and they say hey are you Joe Jr. I'm like yes ma'am I am yeah I remember you back when all your little football team used to come over here and tear off my roof it took y'all two days to tear off and put it back on and Y'all were amazing, and I'm just like, man, I'm glad somebody remembers me yeah. 16 years ago. Yeah. You know, that's just, that, that's phenomenal. That's, that's so long ago, Joe. Yeah. God, jeez, we're getting old, man. We are getting, getting old. old. We're getting old. It seemed like it was just yesterday that we went to prom. Yeah, Not yeah. together. We went in the same group. Yeah. It was, man, that was, that was a yeah. funny night. Very funny night. Yeah. Right. Number four, Joe, what is your biggest mistake with the biggest lesson learned? My biggest mistake, so a lot of people uh, know and a lot of people don't know that I've owned a lot of companies. Um, so I've had America Automotive, I've had um, a BTW, a big time welding company, which was a metal fabrication business and a lawn care business and also um, a few other little things, little, little stuff that I had going on, but I overwhelmed myself. So what ended up happening was I ended up having to shut down everything because uh, to juggle so many businesses without the proper management. At that time, I was still pretty young. I guess you can say um, when you have money, you do foolish things with it. And I started things that I shouldn't have. 
So none of these companies physically failed. They just, there were, there were just certain things that I started catching on as I went along that, okay, if I pay more attention to my automotive company, which is making money, then I'm neglecting my construction company, which is also making money. But I can't make money in both because I have to be somewhere. So I have to be here or there. And so I started noticing when I would pay more attention to the automotive, my construction started lacking. You know, jobs started delaying more. It wasn't my final touches that I really wanted. Um, as simple as just putting quarter round down, uh, we were missing certain steps because people weren't there to kind of keep track of all that. And really, it's just um, really just kind of bunkering down and just realizing that it's either one or the other. And I chose to close down everything around me. Uh, it gave everybody the rights to every business that I helped build. Uh, that's the other thing. I help build companies. I help, um, I help anybody that's looking for help, you know, so um, I had to also dial down on that. So I've actually improved a lot. I can still help companies and now still manage my own uh, because of just the new systems that I've been in, in, putting into my, in, into my train of thought, you know, okay, you know what, let me keep this organized here. Let me make some time for you. Uh, let's sit down, let's go over what your plans are in business. Is this really something you want, you know? And I had to do that to myself. Uh, and so these are just key factors that I've had to learn throughout the years in order to kind of figure those things out. Which when you said you were able to kind of leave your stuff on the side to go help, you just helped another one of the most biggest constructions and grooming companies here in Wake as well, right? Yeah. Centex. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, we, I went over there, you know, uh, they, they invited me to come into their family, which, uh, you know, we'll just mention the first name. We won't go into details of who they are or what they do, but um, it also kind of uh, goes into the same thing that, uh, uh, that, I, that I've always been trained to do. I mean, customers come first, always try to make the customer as happy as possible. Um, to see exactly how their family works, man, that, it was amazing. I mean, I've never physically worked for nobody. You know, I've never worked in burger shacks. I've never, I've never worked sweeping floors or cleaning, cleaning uh, apartments or what most people do when they were kids. My, my business was always hands-on. It was always construction. If it was tearing off a roof to all that. So when I got in with them, they were, they invited me in with open arms. They knew my past, they knew what I could do, they knew my abilities, and they supported everything that I did. Um, so I wrote it out for about a good year, um, and uh, the year was up, so it was time to make the decision which, which direction I was gonna go, which, you know, uh, being a part of that family was, was, really, was, was really impacting what, where, what steps I'm making now, because, you know, it was to see, I'm so used to having employees, which now I was one of those type of employees. Mm -hmm. You know, it went from me owning something and being the boss and saying, hey, if y'all don't do this right, then, you know, we got we to gotta adjust. We have to make some changes to if I don't do something right, then they're going to adjust and they're going to make the changes. Yeah. You know, so it was it was really a big transformation. It was really a great learning curve that I needed. Um, definitely, if somebody ever just owned a business and just and they ever felt like they were struggling in certain areas definitely reach out to somebody that that's that's already been there and done that you know reach out to somebody that's um 
that can uh, coach you and help you through any challenges that you might run across because that was my biggest thing. I, I felt like there was something missing in my life. And, there was, uh, and the one thing that I kept coming back to was I've never worked for nobody. I know how to be an owner, I know how to be a boss, but I've never been a part of like a family. Cause you can say, oh yeah, my, my worker that I, that I just hired last week, we have a real good connection. I can hang out with this guy, but you can't. You can't work out, you can't, you, you, you can't go out with your workers. You can't right. go and do things with your workers, which these guys, when I went over there, it was, it was a new environment. These guys would invite me into their houses. They would be like, hey, come help me out with this. Hey. Um, uh, come over on the weekend. We're gonna barbecue. We're gonna have a bonfire. That's awesome. And it was like, I'm, you know, okay, this is new. Mm -hmm. This is this is this is just something really exciting. Mm -hmm. And so I, I took it as it was. But at the end of the day, uh, me owning my company was is still my passion. Mm -hmm. So me, I would never be fully happy if I was if I just stayed in that company. Mm -hmm. So we parted ways in a very good good positive vibes and everything. Uh, I respect everybody. The owner's amazing. The, uh, the, the staff is amazing. I really ain't got nothing bad to say about those guys. There's certain things that happen through the, the, the transformation of leaving. And, um, and you, just, uh, you, you just have to kind of uh, accept that that was just something that was going to happen. You know? And, uh, and, you know, as far as, like, getting leads, getting new leads, getting, uh, uh, getting referrals, things like that, you know, all that type of stuff is going to be all that stuff starts to end when your time is almost up. So those are things that I had to kind of fight around and be like, okay, you know what? Uh, they know I'm leaving, and I know I'm leaving. So let's just uh, let's just shake hands and go on our way. You that's know? wonderful. I think that's a very smart way to always finish a chapter, even if uh, leaving the door opens. Yeah. You never know when you need to come back. So you yeah. need to barbecue with those guys too. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of them are still good friends of mine. So I, I, I love that's to. Uh, I love to talk to them every t chance I get. All right, Joe, number five. We're number five, right, Joe? I think so. I think. <laughs> what is the biggest dream that you have yet to accomplish? Yes, we're number five. So one of my biggest dreams, which being in construction makes it very difficult to travel. I've always wanted to travel. That's always been a big, uh, a big key factor, even when I was younger. Uh, when I was 16, 15, I've always told everybody, man, when I graduate, I'm going to go traveling. I'm just going to go anywheres and everywheres. And I have not been able to really do that. I do that with my wife and I do that with my kids. We go places, which most people will be like, we've never been there. So you go more places than I do. But we, we go on more like cruises and, and the cruises take us to different destinations and things like that, which, you know, with the whole pandemic, that's been has been pretty challenging you know we had to try to find things to do here but we just recently just went to Colorado which was awesome uh, my family went first and I met them there and because um, uh, also because of work I mean you know literally they had to go they had to go to Colorado first with a with a group of friends and I drove up there in the middle of the night to get up there by the morning you know because I had to go and make man 14 hours Jesus Joe 14 hours nonstop. I was just, you just drove 14 hours. Straight. Yeah. Not, not to advertise anybody, but five hour energy drinks inside <laughs> Sprite, it, you know, inside of a Sprite, uh, cup, you know, in, in a big route 44 cup with some Sprite and two, three, five hour energies will definitely get you to any destination you want. Were you all wired up by the time oh, you were ready to crash? No, I was so wired up. I crashed. And so, 
and so when I got there, I just felt my hands all jittery. I was like, okay, guys, um, it's nine o'clock. I got there about nine, 10 o'clock, and we got to the hotel, yeah, to the hotel. And I just literally just laid down, and my eyes didn't want to close, but it, my body did. And it was just like, all right, go to sleep. And then by the time I woke up, they all came back from eating, and they were all like, we're ready to go climb mountains. And I'm like, I got four hours of sleep, let's go, let's climb mountains. <laughs> So it was, it was that, it was that intense. That's yeah. great. Are you still working out these days, Jim? Uh, I just started back. So uh, I'm back at underground. Um, not going to try to compete or anything like that this time around. Uh, learned my lesson last time. But, you know, if competitions do come my way, then I'll, I'll be open to them. But, uh, yeah, uh, I try to stay as fit as possible, you know. Uh, haven't worked out in about five years, so no, about four years. So it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be pretty interesting to see what happens this time around. <laughs> Sounds good. I have to take you to the gym with you because I'm, I'm not necessarily the fittest now. Oh yeah. So number six, Joe. What are the three most influential people in your life? Well, I gotta say my father for one because he taught me everything that uh, there is. I mean, literally from the time that I was five years old to the time that I was 11, uh, grabbing my first uh, tool belt and a real hammer. I remember my dad and me going to Toys R Us to buy a toy set and I told him, I'm, I don't want that. I want a real, a real tool belt, a real hammer, a real tape measure. Teach me how to read the tape measure. I'm ready, let's do it. And, uh, and so my dad's been a real big key factor in my life. Uh, really, uh, and uh, you know, no matter what our what our differences are, we have a lot of differences as far as business goes. He he has a different way of working. I got a different way of working. We there's one reason why we really can't coincide too too much, but we we do our best. You know, whenever he needs me, I help him. Whenever I I need him, he helps me. But uh, he's been he's been one of he he's really uh, I'm where I'm at because of him. You know, following his guys and. And him, uh, me thinking that he left me and he's just outside the door waiting for me to come out. You know, I'm just like, okay, you left me here to work with the guys. Perfect. Grab a nail gun, grab this, grab that, grab the two by fours and let's go to work. And then my dad's like, hey, mijo, let's, let's go. We're ready to leave. And I'm just like, oh, I thought I was going to work. I thought you were leaving me here to work with the guys. You know, and me tearing, if I go home, I tore everything apart. You know, it was like, I want to see how I put it back together. And so construction, I mean, that's literally all I know. I, I literally, yeah, yeah. And he, he taught me how to be a great man, a great husband, you know, uh, how to support my family. He taught me uh, the ins and outs in business and also the, the, the flaws, because I seen when my dad was struggling and I saw his mistakes and I said, man, you know, if you just went a certain route, you, these mistakes would have been avoided. And then I, and you know, that kind of trained me to think, okay, don't make those same mistakes in yourself, which, you know, sometimes you do, but uh, you already know how to bounce back from it. And that's, that's really one of my biggest things. But then also the other influential people in my life are all my uncles. Um, so away from my father, which is a great man, uh, you know, my uncles all own companies. My, my, one of my uncles is uh, Tex-Mex Concrete, Miguel, and uh, another uncle of mine is, um, he just reopened up a company. It was originally Five Star Roofing, and now it's um, Inspire Roofing, and uh, I'll be also involved in his business as well for a little while until he picks up and starts moving and, you know, 
Keith, the same thing. I love building businesses, so he invited me to come help him, and we'll be seeing what we can do with the roofing side on his side. But uh, another another uncle of mine owns cow, uh, owns Cowboys Roofing here. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, my uncle Louis and his son Luis uh, Enrique, uh, they own that. They're you know that's an awesome family alone. Uh, you know they they uh, they're all basically just just to see the growth in the family alone, and then to get apart from all that, all my all my other uncles that aren't related directly through blood, they all see how we moved, and they are also moving to try to get their own stuff together. You know, a lot of my cousins like Manny Cardenas and uh, and, and Eduardo Cardenas, and, and you know. Uh, they're all doing great things on their own as well. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, at some point it's who, who's actually looking at who because if they become successful, now I'm looking at them to see, man, you know, they, they're my inspiration now. You know, if even if I was some type of inspirational to anybody, the moment that you succeed, you become my inspiration because now I'm looking at you grow. You're, you're, you're climbing the ladder on your own. You're, you're out there doing what you got to do. And that, that's probably the most amazing part of it. That's wonderful, Joe. And then a third person, or do you just include all your uncles in one? All my uncles all in one big bubble. Uh, I have um, I have four uncles. Um, and uh, like I said, they all, they all have, um, well, three uncles and then my dad, sorry. Uh, I, I counted my dad as an uncle. But um, but yeah, they uh, so it's so it's uh, Luis, Sergio, uh, Miguel, and then my father. My other uncle passed away before I could know him. But from what everybody tells me, all the uncles tell me he would have been a force to be reckoned with. He was he was a smart man. He was really intelligent. Uh, if you thought that I was punctual and I was nice and everything, <laughs> they they said he was three times uh, three times that you know so um, he would have been somebody that probably would have been a big key factor in my life if he was around when I was born uh, he died probably I want to say 10 15 years before I was born so all I heard was stories yeah well we just got which I just want to make a very quick break because you are a very punctual man. You got here 15 minutes before the interview was supposed <laughs> to happen. And you also were nice enough to accommodate the time for us. You were supposed yeah. to be at 2.30 and yeah. we had an appointment canceled. Uh, so you came in at 1 o'clock, which sent out one thirty minutes early. But you did reschedule someone else, something else on your behalf. So thank you so yeah. much. Really, really thank you for that. No, no, no problem. I'm so excited to finally feature you. It's been it's been a few months that we've been speaking about this. Yeah, so. yeah, and uh, you know, really, I'm just happy to be here. I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I always try to follow what you're doing next. You know, in your music career and everything. And uh, it's pretty awesome just to see your growth alone. I mean, you've gone through some challenges, and and um, you know, I've always just wanted to talk to you about those challenges. You know, because really every challenge in everybody's life is uh is just something we learn from and you know if it's a if we consider it a mistake or we consider it whatever you want to consider it 
we learn from those mistakes. We learn from all those challenges in our life because guess what? We're going to run across somebody that we can talk to and say, hey, I've made those mistakes already. Please just listen to what I got to say and let's fix it. I mean, before it gets too, too dark, before it gets too, too bad. And, um, and, you know, we, we have to live as an example to everybody around us. I mean, everybody's fighting something, you know. That is true. And so uh, everybody needs somebody to talk to. That, that's, really, that's really what it is. Yeah. I'm literally, I've blocked all those questions for you. You don't know what's about to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm, You're just like, what's about to happen? Yeah, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm like, that ain't, what, that ain't part of this. <laughs> so this is my favorite part of the interview. I'm going to literally give you, it's called the Texan section. I'm going to give you five questions, and you're going to answer as fast as you can. Oh, man. Okay, I'm no gonna, choking, no changing the, no. I'm going to fail. <laughs> you got this. Very, it's called the Texan section for a reason. You'll see in a second. All right, Joe, here we go. Number seven, Big Red or Dr. Pepper? Big Red. Number eight, George Strait or Billy Nelson? George Strait. Number nine, Shiner or Lone Star? Lone Star. Number 10, Astros or Rangers? Rangers. Number 11, Cowboys or Texans? Cowboys. There you go. You see? Ow. Yeah. Good. You got to you, you gotta go Cowboys. I'm sorry. No, no, just leave Just go. leave the other one out. <laughs> leave the, you, no, just... you don't have to go Cowboys. <laughs> uh, I can't right. Yeah. Oh man. It's messed up. That, that, that's definitely <laughs> messed up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just saying, Joe. All right. Number twelve. As a Hispanic man, what has been one of your biggest challenges within our society? How did you overcome? Well, um, as a Hispanic, well. The, the, the main thing that I got to say was one of my biggest challenges was just, so I grew up on the south side of Waco. Uh, we had a different slang. We all talked differently. You know, we had the Chicano type, you know, vibes going, whatever you want to call it. Um, just adapting, just adapting to what the way society expects you to kind of present yourself. You know, um, uh, I, it, uh, you know, excuse me if I say this wrong, but, you know, we... We, as uh, business owners, we have to kind of change up the, our, our, the way we talk just by, you know, I call it going white, <laughs> if that's the wrong term to use it, but it's, you know, just the way we talk. So I can, I can go, hey, what's up, guy? What's, what's going on, dude? You know, or I go up there and say, hey, sir, how's it going? Um, you know, just talking more proper. There you go. That's the proper terms. Just talking more proper, learning the right terms to use, and uh, and just kind of putting yourself out there as you know more knowledge than the last person that came, um, and just really the appearance. You know, I remember wearing tall tees, and uh, and when I first started off, I couldn't sell a job. You know, everybody looked at me. I had earrings on. I, uh, you know, I had uh, baggy pants, Air Forces, and a tall tee, but I knew everything about construction. But that didn't matter. It didn't matter because people were looking at your appearance. Like, who, who is this guy? What, what does he bring to the table? If he's dressing like that, how can he remodel my dream home? You know, so it's like all of that had to change. I had to go into more, you know, 
uh, tighter pants, you know, better shoes. Um, you know, just the way that I held myself had to be a whole lot different. You know, a lot of skincare. Not just playing. No. 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 I'm just kidding on that. I don't. I don't do no skincare. This is all just. Whatever, Joe. You already said it. This. Late. This is all uh, Dos Equis right here. Whatever. No. No, but uh, but yeah, that, that's probably one of my biggest challenges was just to adapt to the way society expects you to to look and see, and which is kind of sad in some points, but it also makes a lot of sense because even in my even in my field as hiring somebody, if you were to come in, you can tell me you're out of prison and I'll still hire you. But if you come to me and say I'm out of prison and you're talking about shanking somebody or hurting somebody right. or, or doing something to somebody or, hey, uh, you know, I can't get away from the drug life, you know, this is, you know, this, that, yeah. I, 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 have to, I have to do what's best for my business and kind of and make those decisions, you know, as, as I see it. But, um, but as far as like a business owning standpoint, you know, I just had to grow up. I had to grow up, you know, change the way, uh, change the way that I saw myself in order for me to better everything around me. Indeed, that makes a lot of sense. Which brings me to we need to make a little tiny pause to give a shout out to our sponsor, Joe. Uh, how do you like the shop? Oh, I love it. I, I love it. I've never it. been here. Right? I've never been here. So guys, if you hear a little bit of noise, we're doing something new uh, today. We we're fortunate enough to get Glass Phoenix, uh, located at 707 Austin Avenue next to Sweet City, to allow us to record our podcast here today. They offer a ton of amazing products to help with pain, anxiety, relaxation. Whether it's CBD, Delta 8, uh, THC cigars, or Kratom, there is something here for everybody. And the shop itself is so different from other smoke shops. The amazing red phoenix on the wall and the local art display in the shop makes a visit a unique experience. They constantly provide excellent service because their main goal isn't just to sell your product, it's to find what works best for you. Which reminds me about a year ago, I was having some sleeping problems. And I don't know, I don't think you've taken the time because you just kind of got here and sat down. They mm -hmm. do have a brownie that uh, if you eat half of it, it makes you sleep like a baby. I need it. It is I so, and it's very affordable too. They also have some gummies uh, that kind of help you. Uh, Sleep. Oh so yeah, because you know, too. you know, 12, 12 o'clock uh, going to sleep every morning, uh, well every night I guess you could say. Uh, you know, it's 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 tough. You know, you want to go to sleep, but my mind doesn't shut off too quick. That so right there, there you go. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm addicted already. Uh, to take care of everybody around me. That's, that's my biggest, uh, that's the one thing that I've learned through all this, you know, uh, there's nothing in life that you're gonna accomplish or do if you don't have the right support around you. You know, um, the, yeah, just making sure that, uh, that, that you build a relationship with every customer. You know, uh, I got customers today that invite me to, to barbecues because they, you know, they, 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 they love everything that I've done. They love my, I guess you could say personality. They love everything that I offered them. They, they really take me in as family. You know, I got, I got a, a sweet old lady that calls me grandson and I'm not even related to her, you know, and she's, 
she calls me she calls me once a month and she calls me on every holiday oh, and uh, and I actually put her husband to work before he passed away and uh, but uh, we be, we were we we were I was just a she was my customer and I was just her contractor and we grew a bond that just never separated and yes. so uh, so that's just that just goes back to what you just mentioned uh, you know uh, you know I, I really just bringing in a family of people that you trust and just really be nice to everybody really that's just really it yeah 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 and you know, and also just because you're being nice to everybody doesn't mean that you become taken advantage of. No, that you have to also stand your ground in a lot of things too. But um, you know, just just accepting everybody as who they are, and uh, and you know, if they need help and you and you can physically give that help, be there for them. You know, be there for them. Be the be the shoulder that they can cry on, or. Or be the person that, that, that can help them in the situation they're in. Or if their house is falling apart, like a lot of times I do. If they, they're living in a really bad state, I, I invest two, three, three days of my guys to go help. You know, if I have the materials there at my shop, I'm going to grab it and I'm going to go and put it over there. You're a very giving man. That's why you're very blessed with what you have. Because you, are, you have given so much to our community. Our community doesn't just rely No, I, well, really, I, I got to thank the community because without the community backing me, um, I would be nothing. I mean, I would literally just be that one contractor that never had work. You know, the, the, the community does just as much for me as I do for them. And in, in order for me to give to them, you know, uh, they have to like what I, what I got to offer. And then they, they, they shout me out and things that, you know, I'm, I'm sitting at home and I'm like, oh, who shared my post? And you know, I'm like, I'm, I haven't talked to them in years, and I'm, and they get a lot of likes on theirs. They got more likes on their pages than I got on mine. You know, so it, it, it goes hand in hand. Social media is something very fun. Oh yeah. Are you ready for the next one? I'm ready. 14. What was your second career of choice, Leo? Did you ever have one at all? I did. Uh, I always, and it's weird to to say it, but I've always wanted to be a police officer. And uh, growing up, you know, I guess a uh, police officer and I've always wanted to go to the military, which uh, I, I'm no longer doing either one, you know. Uh, I'd rather just stick with what I know best. But uh, I, I'd rather not get shot. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> if I get shot, it's, it's because I was doing something stupid. But, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I always, want to be, I always want to be a police officer. And... Uh, and it's going to be really funny, but I actually had more of a passion to become one when I was about 15 and I got pulled over by somebody and he just gave me a slap on the wrist and said, hey, man, get home. Uh, and, and it's really cool because he actually knew my family. So that's really one of the reasons why he did it. So it's really why he did it. But at the same time, it was like, you know, I, I was in his police car. I saw all the gadgets in there. I was like, man, I want to be a, be one of these guys. You know, I want to be on the other side of this gate. Yes. And uh, 
and you know I, I kind of had a passion for it going 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 but uh, construction was more it, it, it overtook everything else because it was just like I just it just goes back to what I said before I mean I just love to build things that people are happy about That's awesome. so it was like either I put somebody in jail and make a lot of people cry or I build a house and make everybody cry of joy That's you know <laughs> you know it's, it's one or the other what is the one thing that you want your kids to know that you didn't know when you were young? Uh, that one, uh, I, I read that question over and over. It's, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it, like something that I wanted my kids. I, well, let's see. I, I, I kind of skipped through that one a little bit. Um, So really, just to uh, just to be strong in that they're, you know, um, a lot of times like okay. So I tell my daughter every morning that I drop her off at school. You know, she's always she's she she wants she's a very smart smart girl, and my son is very smart as well. But I always tell them to be smarter than they than they believe they are because the, your your mind is very powerful. So, you know, growing up, yeah, my mother and everybody used to tell me how smart I could be, but I never really had anybody try to push it, like push it, push it, push it every single day. And so what I'm doing to my kids is I'm, I'm pushing that idea that there's no limits to how brilliant you could be in this life, you know, because I wasn't the smartest kid growing up. My kids won't ever know that, that their dad struggled in school, you know, they, 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 I would never tell them that. I won't. I, I'll never tell them about the struggles that I had and, and, and you know, just, just getting through school and, and, um, and everything like that. And uh, so what I try to instill in them is that there's nothing impossible. They, you know, if they put their mind to it and they really think about it and they, and they really want to accomplish something, they can accomplish everything. And, uh, and so I guess what... what the best way to answer that is that, you know, uh, if they were to fail, try even harder next time. You know, that's just, that, that's one of the life lessons that I would always try to instill in my kids. That's wonderful. I think I was going to say something one day. Um, and it really stuck with me. Life is not about, not about how many times, uh, but about how many times you get up. Yeah. It's kind of about saying Yeah. Which, I, which I'm just glad that also um, my kids have a really awesome mom that is very smart and that they see her working hard every single day. That's, that's the one thing even my daughter tells me. She goes, man, mom's, mom's, uh, mom's working. She's, she's, she's doing everything, you know, there's, and, uh, and she sees that. She sees that their mom accomplished going through Baylor. They saw that their mom accomplished even with kids. She accomplished going through Baylor. She accomplished her career. You know, uh, she's one of the most loved people in her job because of that. Um, you know, uh, the kids love her for that because they see her drive. They see my drive. They see hers. Um, but in every step and every journey that we take, you know, uh, the kids pick and pull from that. You know, they say, hey, we want a little bit of dad and we want a little bit of mom. and. And we want to combine that and create our own life. 
exactly exactly kids are sponges like a hundred percent and that's why i tried my best to show no negativity at home uh and it's hard sometimes but you know uh, uh, we make it through it you know regardless on whatever happens Uh, the happiest thing that happened in my life was meeting my wife. Uh, met her in high school. Uh, give you a long, give you a short but long story behind it. Uh, she walked into my class one day. We were in Mr. Uh, Quick's class, and uh, and automatically I fell in love. It was uh, it was something I can't explain, you know. And uh, and I was like, man, I know it's too premature, but this is the girl I want to spend the rest of my life with. Aww, that's and, uh, that's so cute. and so, yeah, it, uh, two years later, I guess, no, not two years, because that was freshman year. So uh, senior year is when I finally had enough courage to ask her out. And uh, and we, we hit it off. I mean, we were we were awesome. But there were also some complications. She was just out of a really strong relationship with somebody and she was just like I'm not ready to be this strongly with you so let's take some time off and figure things out you know so we did that and we took about a year off and we got back together about a year later yeah 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 and so you know it's uh it's been a journey it's been fun you know and whatever the whatever this world has for us next if we if we work it out together, then that's great. If we, if we don't, you know, I would love to always just be a part of her life. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. All right, number 18. 17, 18. Uh, that's it. No. It, it's all good. You it's know, right. now, now we can just talk about life. Yeah, now we can just talk about life and, and be. So this is, this, this is one that I was actually very interested about. Uh, in the past few years, you were a part of a very interesting competition where you were required to pull big trucks. Yeah. Would you mind sharing a quick overview over this and what you learned from it? So back in, uh, back in 2012, I, got, I went into a, a gym called Underground Performance, which performance is really what they're, what they're keen on because uh, I thought it was just a standard gym. You know, I thought it was like Gold's Gym or, or any of these gyms at the time because I think we only had two and then it was Underground. Uh-huh. Um, so I go in there and I start lifting some weight and everybody around me is like, man, you're, you're, you're pretty strong uh, with your legs. You know, your upper body's pretty strong. But I wasn't, I wasn't big. I was uh, 220 pounds, you know, just somebody that always picked up shingles for a living, I guess you can say. And, um, and so I started competing, started going to their, their Saturday classes and, and started competing in that. And then... I never wanted to get actually get into the strongman circuit until um, a good friend of mine uh, joined. Uh, not he didn't join. I, he was already part of the crew. He was actually a big dude. Um, I seen him and I was like, man, I, I need to beat this guy. I need to beat this guy. I want to be the best. I want to be the biggest. I want to be the best. So started eating a lot. Started putting on more weight. Putting on more muscle. Uh, doing everything all natural as best as possible. Uh, and man, finally, maybe six years later, uh, finally competed in my first event six years after me joining the gym. Mm-hmm. 
uh, uh, start, uh, got in there and, um, and just started lifting heavier weight and did my first event, came in third, which I thought was pretty good. It's novice. I mean, you know, it's like beginner stage. Mm -hmm. It was a novice which came in third and I was like, okay, next event came in third again. I was like, all right, I need to improve. I need to get better. And, uh, and started uh, going to more gyms, getting into more, uh, getting more knowledge from other people. And uh, slowly but surely, uh, skipped novice. So I never placed first in novice. I just skipped novice and went straight to the competition uh, where, you know, you compete against the big guys. And I uh, came in second on my other events and then finally got first. And I was, um, and, uh, and then Waco had a really big event going on, you know, uh, and, uh, and they were, they were, uh, there was, uh, it was in order for you to go and qualify for your pro card. Okay. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go and just dominate this event which um, I somewhat did, but then ended up blowing my knee out halfway through it. So that was basically the end of my strongman career, but I had a really good run at it. I really did. Yeah, I pulled 18 wheelers, fire trucks, Atlas stones. Yeah. Yeah, pull, pulling fire trucks, 18-wheelers, Atlas stones, uh, you name it. I mean, I, I remember pulling a sled that weighed uh, 1,400 pounds. And we, I pulled it all the way to the end of the gate, which was maybe about 70 feet. And then I uh, tried to pull it back, but, you know, legs gave out by that point. That's <laughs> I can barely pick up my dog without having to these 25 pounds. Joe, we're getting towards the end of this. Thank you so much again for uh, giving us the time. It has been pretty fun. We're getting towards the end, Joe. You know, we can put on another 30 minutes on another this. Yeah. <laughs> it's been longer than that, I think. I think we've got 45 minutes going on. Oh, so man. That's a pretty standard time. Yeah. Honestly. I yeah. think the longest I've had was like maybe an hour. I can't remember. Well, see, now i got to beat that. You, 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 just gave, you just gave me something to work for. <laughs> we have two more questions, so. You can elaborate on them as much as you want. So, what would you say to those struggling to accomplish their life purpose? Uh, definitely find the uh, find help. You know, um, find reach out to people that have already done it, or gone through the struggles, or gone through anything. Um, it's kind of like what I said uh, previously. You know, um, nobody's perfect in this world. Uh, you know, people can look at me and say, man, Joe's successful. I have a lot of flaws and I got a lot of challenges I fight every day. Uh, you know, especially with kids and, and, and wife and, and everything that goes on in the household and then to go back to work and try to do all the challenges there. You know, it can drive people crazy at times. You know, and, and a lot of people find, uh, people try to find their happy place. You know, they, they go in, they start either drinking, smoking, they start doing other stuff, they, you know, to try to find that happy median in their life, which in some cases is okay, but in other cases, you know, if you take advantage of that, you know, could become your downfall. And uh, so it's just 
really linking up with people that have already gone through it. You know, if you're going through um, some hard times uh, financially, get with the financial coach. You know, there's a lot of them out here. Um, get with uh, get with uh, friends, family. You know, uh, talk to people. Uh, find out. You know, if you are going through some financial challenges, find out what's out there that you can make a little money. You know, the the the, the clean way, not the dirty way. You know, um, like I just ran into a buddy of mine that's doing uh, playing cards. He bought a he bought a stack of playing cards. Uh, you know, uh, baseball, I think they were basketball cards. And he had a diamond in there. He had a freaking old school card in there that, that, that is worth almost $1,000. And, uh, and he found a hobby and he ran with it. And now he got, he got not to go into numbers, but he got over like $10,000 just in cards because he became, that became his passion. He got away from everything else. And focused on that and now that's his hobby it's his passion it's his love you got to find something that makes you happy in life you know you got to find that one that one thing and you know mine's is just being there for my family is my happy place you know uh i left the streets and i left uh friends alone and i left a lot of people alone because you know i went straight towards family i said my family is everything when i get home and i see my kids smile that's all i needed you know, there's times where I might pick up a beer or I might uh, go out and just try to hang out with a friend and play pool. But I don't when I play pool, I don't say, hey, that's it. This is my happy place. I'm going to play pool every week. No, I want to after I finish playing pool, when I when I get home, if my kids are asleep, I'm going to open that door to see them one last time and close it and then go to sleep, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I mean, for anybody struggling, anybody that's needing help, uh, they can always reach out to me. Call me, you know, uh, look me up on Facebook, do whatever you got to do. Ask me questions if you want. I'm always here for everybody. He's a very helpful man, guys. He has, uh, I'm a witness of that. Joe has helped me personally a few different times. He's the type of dude that will take the shirt off his back to give it to you. So make sure that you reach out. He's a wonderful example for the community. He is. I mean, you're, you're a blessing to this community, Joe, so thank you. Thank you again. So, number 20, Joe, to you, explain the year 2023 works. Ah, uh, disastrous, uh, complicated. Uh, no, and, and to be honest, you know, a lot of people have a lot more horror stories than I do. Uh, construction never really slowed down. I think the worst part about it was just to see how we all had to adapt was probably my biggest challenge because you know even in the household my kids stayed home more um could i have been home a lot more to kind of help around the family maybe um there's there's no, uh, there's no true answering that question i mean because uh, it's already been done it's already been written uh but um to see everybody else struggle, I mean, that was probably the worst thing. To see customers that I, I had for a long time say, hey, we're going to have to postpone this because uh, my husband's not working no more. He's, yeah, there's no more funds. I was supposed to build three custom homes uh, during the year of 2020, and uh, all of those bellied up because uh, banks were loaning, but people were just too scared to, to have 
Yeah, they were too scared to get loans. They were too scared to step out. They were too scared for the amount of workers we had coming over. I had people where they were like, hey, how many guys are you bringing? And I'll be like, there's going to be six people here. That's too much. And I'm like, well, then there's no way I can do the job. I mean, physically, mentally, I would, I would exhaust my guys just to go and try to finish a job, which would make no sense. So uh, there were... There were a lot of different things. And then plus 2020 was also the year that I joined the other company. So I had a lot of those challenges as well. Um, you know, just to kind of see how we, every day we woke up, we were wondering if we were going to a complete shutdown, are we out of jobs? You know, we don't, we don't have benefits, you know, as a subcontractor or any kind of contractor. We, we literally survive off of the people that love us or people that want us. And, yeah, and uh, and so, you know, and who knows, we might still end up going through a complete shutdown, which I really hope we never do. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, literally us contractors will take the brute force of it if it did come to that. But 2021 wasn't too bad for us, but uh, to see the struggle that everybody else had, uh, that was probably the worst thing. You know, I've met some awesome people that went through divorces because they just they found out they couldn't be around their wife too long, or you know, uh, or, or or you know, it was uh, it, it's definitely it was definitely something something different. I mean, it was everybody had their own view on it. Mine's wasn't as bad as most, but uh, but it's definitely it's been it's been pretty interesting. I can say. Well, Joe, it seems like that makes so many questions for us today. Any closing statements for you, dedications to the audience, friends, family, your co-workers, your companies? Well, uh, if anybody's looking for any type of work, um, definitely reach out to me. I'm always open. Uh, I, you know, anything from, uh, from the foundation all the way to the roof. Uh, we, we can handle the HVACs, the electrical, the plumbing, uh, sheetrock, tape bed and texture, uh, basically, everything i mean there's 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 not one thing that i haven't touched that oh well septic tanks i don't do septic i got that somebody quit, uh, had a question for me on facebook the other day they said joe do you do septics i said sorry the one thing i don't do but concrete work and all that i got it in the bag so uh, but yeah if uh, i don't know if i can sh shout my Please telephone number yes uh if if anybody if anybody's looking for anything, uh, definitely call me, 254-289-7093. Um, I'm always open. Uh, if, you, if, uh, if you go to Four Brothers Construction, you can go to America Construction. Um, and um, there will be a new company coming up pretty soon. Uh, just stay tuned to that. I'll be blasting that on Facebook probably within the next couple months. Um, and, um, you know, definitely just follow my journey, and I'll follow yours. Uh, and uh, if anybody's struggling out there, uh, trying to figure out how to open up a company or business or, or have any, or just, if you think that you can benefit me, just call me. I mean, I'm always open to hear you, um, to listen. Uh, if, even if we're not friends right now, we can be friends in the future. So uh, just looking forward to everybody that's listening to this to, to just, uh, you know, uh, me personally, I'm a, I'm a very uh, spiritual guy. Uh, so uh, definitely pray over everything that you do. Uh, involve God into it because uh, we, we're not alone in this. Uh, 
you can be you can right when you're you think you're about to hit rock bottom uh god wants you to put your knees on the ground and pray and and, and you know he's going to lift you up and he if if this is definitely something that you have to hear that me saying uh, on this podcast alone uh just take it as it is and and just know that um if I, if for some reason I don't answer my phone, or your best friend doesn't answer his phone, or or your mom or dad doesn't answer their phone, uh, man, look up to the sky because somebody's always listening. Andy, that is the truth. Joe, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Can't thank you enough. Um, guys, make sure you get your podcast. Anything else to say, Joe? No, all I good? think I think we're all good. We got it all out. Yeah, yes. I, you, you made me sweat more than I've ever sweated. <laughs> so. <laughs> Fun, relaxing uh, questions for you today. Well, thank you so much. I'm gonna go grab a brownie after this. <laughs> so, so guys, uh, I'm gonna be asleep for the next six hours. Six hours. It's probably gonna be a long time for you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us today. That was Joel Vera for you. Make sure you get your podcast where you get your podcast food from Apple, Apple, Apple iTunes, Spotify. Once again, thank you so much to Glass Phoenix uh, that is located at 707 Austin Avenue next to Sweet City. Make sure you come by if you have any pain and signing or need any relaxation, uh, relaxation products. So, yeah, from CBD, Delta H, uh, THC, cigars, and Kratom. And also, thank you so much to our main uh, studio, which is uh, Rogue Media Network. And thank you to Mike Hamilton for making this podcast possible. Thank you so much, guys. We will see you for episode 12. Make sure that you stay awesome. Bye-bye. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.